Hi everyone, so uh, this is week two, or actually, no, officially week one of uh, Ceramics NA course at Bath Spa University. And um, it's Monday the 10th of October. So I'm doing a raw podcast kind of audio on the journey home um, at least once a week if I can. Um, and you can probably tell I sound quite tired and that's because I feel a bit like a bunny in headlights. Um, we've just had a whole morning of um, a lecture, introduction lecture to the course and then we all had to present a five minute presentation of our work, um, past work, current work and where we think we want to go with the MA um, and there was probably about 30 of us to get through so that was really interesting also really nerve-wracking to share share your soul really with your work in front of people but it, it went fine and um, after that we had um, one-to-ones with our tutors so we've got Claire Lauder as our ceramics tutor and there's eight of us doing ceramics and we also um, managed to find our ceramics room with our little workstations still needs to have a bit of uh, tidying and clearing but um, yeah that's been today um, I've got lectures all day tomorrow I might do another episode tomorrow I'll see but I thought well I'll just see how this chat goes um, as I've said before I'm in the car driving home so you will hear beeps and noises like just like those then um, and you will also hear instructions from my sat nav no doubt so apologies for that but that's part of the journey and um, I suppose in many ways that's what I'm going to be talking about now so what I'm very quickly realising is that with any art practice, whether it's painting, ceramic, sculpture, metalwork, curation, whatever it is, it's the journey, want for a cliche, it's the absolute journey, the process of thinking through an idea, reflecting on practising, making a piece or creating something, um, reflecting again what went well, what didn't go well, how do you feel, what's triggered within you, you know, all of these things. Um, it's the journey and documenting that process of thought and reflection and then re-reflection and then trying something new because of what you've reflected on. That is at the essence, really, of the MA course. Um, and actually, if you think about it, it's really at the essence of life, isn't it? that actually if we all allowed ourselves enough time to reflect in between activities in our lives then we would probably be a little bit wiser um, and it's something that I need to do a lot more of with my current ceramic practice so at the moment I tend to get on the wheel the potter's wheel with my clay I start making I've got you know a commercial line of tableware which is quite simple to make so sometimes that's really lovely because it means I can just zone out because I'm pressing leaves in clay and cutting quite simple shapes and it's really just about the finish, it's nothing too technical. But my MA work, which is based on my larger ceramic vases and more sculptural forms, yeah, that needs more reflection and thought and I have to go in a zone and get in in the mood if you like. But but for me, I think I just, I don't really even sketch that much. Occasionally I sketch a form, a shape of a vase before I get on the wheel to make it. But I've already formulated it in my head. And for me, it's about um, connecting with the feeling of the clay on the potter's wheel and when I'm hand building and letting the clay speak to me and just see where it wants to go. Um, 
And through that process, I get ideas or things will happen. So I'll notice that, I don't know, a bit of clay will curl in a certain way or dry in a certain way, or when I wedge it or cut it, it will create a certain edge, which I find interesting or not. Um, so it's the process of making which will consolidate my ideas. But I tend to keep them all in my head, so I don't write them down as a journal of words. I don't really, well, I certainly don't normally do this and record a, an audio of my thoughts and feelings. I don't use sketchbook particularly, so I don't draw what I'm feeling or reflecting or I've you know, found by experimentation. I don't, I don't make a drawing of my findings. Um, and I never really have done, uh, but I, I'm realizing that I, I need to, certainly for this course. And, and my tutorial with Claire this afternoon, she said the same thing. She said, you're clearly not short of ideas, which is true, because I feel a bit schizophrenic right now with all my ideas, which I did last week as well. And I just don't know which idea to follow and how they're all going to come together. So she suggested that I start by literally just writing down what I feel. And obviously this audio, this podcast is, is part of that process. But I think I'm going to start a kind of a scrapbook. Even, she said, even if it's just getting a piece of scrap paper each day, one for each day, and writing down what I'm focusing on for that day, or what words seem to bounce out of me for that day and I'm reflecting on when I work with clay. Um, or it could not be with clay, it could just be I wake up in the morning and I, you know, I've got a thought in my head and that's what my focus is for that day, so I should really be writing that down. And maybe even sticking those up, you know, somewhere on the wall in my pottery or or in a, you know, a, a sketchbook or a scrapbook. But I need to start documenting. So I don't mind the idea of like a scrapbook. I've just got to be careful that it doesn't become a finished piece of work. Because I know that's why I've avoided sketchbooks before now, because I feel this perfectionist pressure that I put on myself to make each page look perfect. Um, I think writing words... Yeah, it's a good way around that, kind of journaling. And certainly doing this podcast is good. And, and, and so some of my random thoughts that I've had today are, well, this is a bit out there and a bit bizarre, but I'm thinking if I do this podcast once a week for the duration of the MA, so 11 months, then I could, I don't know how, but I could go to the media centre at uni and see if they can extrapolate the audio of me talking to you and create a sound wave from that and then that sound wave would obviously look like a pattern on paper and I could either use that to inform my work as a pattern scratched into the surface or pressed into the surface somehow or I could actually use that sound wave it could be changed rather than my words it could be a sound instead of a resonance a frequency of sound and that could be used to um, kind of resonate with my ceramics so what I'm imagining which I know is a bit out there but I'm thinking my final degree show it would be lovely if it was a performance of ceramics with the senses so smell sight touch sound where people walk in a room and I've got my ceramic vases, maybe a cluster, a family of them, like trees in a wood in the middle of the room. Um, but from above, in the ceiling of that room, there could be a speaker which 
signs down towards the, the vases a frequency of sound. So it could be produced from this podcast, like I said, um, which hopefully would then make the ceramics ring, much like when you tap a crystal glass. And the reason I think this could be cool, because it happened the other day in my studio, so I was wedging clay. I might be repeating myself because I can't remember whether I said this last week in the podcast, but I was wedging clay on my table, wooden table, which means I, I was actually not kneading it with my hands. I was cutting it in half and then slamming it down onto itself to get the air bubbles out. And as I did that, it makes quite a smack sound on the table. Well, all of a sudden, my potter's wheel, which has got a metal head to it, um, and if you don't know what a potter's wheel looks like, it's kind of like a plate the size of a, a large dinner plate on the top made of metal. Well, um, that rang, it sung out loud. As soon as I slammed the clay on the table, it made my potter's wheel, the metal head, sing um, really quite loud. And I was like, oh, wow, that is actually a physical evidence of sound waves affecting other objects nearby. So that's why it made me think, well, I could maybe force that more onto my ceramics so I could make them sing. And that would have a really nice uh, physical evidence-based way of demonstrating energy to people. Because what I want to do with my work is infuse my work with Reiki, universal life force energy, or quantum touch. And that's energy too, but it's invisible. But sound is a way of us actually experiencing invisible energy, as is colour as well. So I could also incorporate colour, so maybe there's a colour that shines down from the ceiling onto my ceramics at the same time as a sound being directed into the opening of the vase which then hopefully creates a response and the vase sings back so that's kind of what i'm thinking right now and i don't know how i'm going to do it but anyway that could be quite cool but the thing that's also quite cool i think is research led um, kind of artistic led research is what they want us to learn in this first trimester and that's all about how you document the process and I suppose technically if I'm doing this podcast as an audio and then that audio stream is transferred into a sound frequency sound wave and then that is directed to my ceramics to make them respond by singing in response then that's actually me using the journey the adventure my reflections of the course each week for 11 months and actually then directly using it within the final piece the final exhibition so i think that's what they mean by artist-led research so my reflections my thoughts my feelings i'm going to be you know keeping every week and sharing them with you and then it's actually going to be part of the final artifact and the final experience so that could be quite interesting um sounds a bit technical though i'm a bit concerned about you know how ever on earth am i going to transform a podcast into a sound wave but if there are any kind of sound technicians out there they probably think that's really easy um but luckily there is a sound and media department at Newton Park Bath Spa, which is just up the road from Oxford. So 
that's something I could explore and obviously the lectures are really um, really wise and, and have lots of knowledge so they'll be able to help me with that hopefully. So that's kind of what I'm thinking right now and I'm just kind of you know percolating and talking out loud because because this is how I think through problems in life. I'm a storyteller and I also respond to learning through storytelling from other people and I can't help but express myself by talking and it's through the talking that I crystallize ideas and things become clearer which is why it's really helpful for me to waffle on <laughs> and hopefully you guys don't mind listening to some of it and who knows it might even spark little thoughts and ideas that you have in your own lives or your own artistic practice or creative practice whatever that might be even if it's cookery gardening whatever and um, writing you know so that's where I'm up to at the moment um I think yeah and I think there seems to be a bit of a overlap with some of the other students um which is really nice I've already kind of really connected with Emily who today I just found out her parents are qualified in quantum touch and that's what I'm qualifying in at the moment I'm halfway through my 90 hours that I have to do as a practitioner, energy healer, and uh, hopefully I'll qualify by the end of this year. Um, and they're qualified in it too. And isn't, isn't it a small world? Because it's, it's not a hugely known healing practice, quantum touch yet. It's quite new. Um, so that's just lovely. So I can have some really nice conversations with Emily because we're coming from a very similar place with energy work and art. And also um, Claire Gutzel, who was the person that got me thinking about doing this MA. And I said thank you to her today, because sometimes it's just one thing that somebody says and it takes you down a path that you would never have done had it not been for that person talking to you. And I said thank you, it's because of her. But Claire is also thinking about using light and um, sound with porcelain and her work. So who knows, there could be... A bit of a collaboration opportunity there as well um, so yeah it's all really interesting um, tomorrow's lectures are going to be very much about the re research-led artistic process um, so or artist-led research I think that's the right way around <laughs> these different terms um, so it's going to be interesting what comes out of that um, but uh, but I think I feel also very grateful because what I've realized is really everything I've done so far in my life has come to this point because my father used to take me fossil hunting when I was a toddler on Seven Beach near Bristol and I used to love fossils and be fascinated by them. Then years later I did an art foundation, didn't know which subject to specialise in because I loved it all but thought oh well I know ceramics because I've done it at school, did my ceramics degree and of course, fossils are made of the same stuff that clay is, minerals. And then years later, after having a bit of a career in people development, um, I then found holistic studies and Reiki and crystal therapy, and I heal people with crystals. And what are crystals made of? They're made of minerals of the earth as well. So this triangle has occurred to me um, of connection of course we're all connected aren't we in life we all are we know this now well I mean to take more notice of that but it's really interesting that those three things fossils ceramics you know clay and crystals are all 
from the same minerals in the earth, and that's what I'm using. But also, the point I wanted to make was working at AstraZeneca as a change consultant, people development officer, etc. I worked with some wonderful people and really understood how to reflect on something that I did there. Um, so we very much used the learning cycle, um, doing something, activist, um, theorizing, reading something, pragmatist, trying something out, learning from experience and reflecting. And um, we used to use something called a reflection note where if we delivered a presentation to a team of people, we would then come back to the office and we'd write down and we'd kind of list, okay, so what did I do? What about it went well? What didn't go so well? And what would I do differently next time? And actually that process of analysing and reflecting on something that you do is precisely what they're talking about in this MA. Um, and really it's what we should be doing with our lives, isn't it, um, all the time, because only then can you really improve when you've recognised what went well or what didn't go well and what you're going to do differently. Um, so I feel very grateful that up until this point in my life, I've gained lots of tips and knowledge from different sectors of life, different people, and actually all of it is, is relevant and really helpful. So, so yeah, I just send out a thank you to all those people that have helped me, and um, it'll be interesting to see where it ends up, so I shall keep you posted.